Assalamu alaikum, uh, bismillahirrahmanirrahim, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulullah. Welcome to Mindful Parenting. Um, today's topic, we're going to be discussing healthy eating in general and also how diet can sometimes impact on the behavior of our children. Um, with me today is Sister Farah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Uh, Farah is a doctor and also with a special interest in um, health and uh, diet. Yeah. Um, so she's going to be giving us some uh, good tips and uh, interesting information with regard to what we're feeding our children. Um, so Farah, um, in terms of um, diet and personality, obviously I'm sure lots of people listening will have um, done some of their own readings, especially sure. when their kids are little, about what's good to feed your kids and you know certainly we all know about e-numbers and colors mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing um do you find that there is from from your experience and your knowledge that there's a correlation between um what we're feeding our kids and their personalities and behavior sure so i think absolutely there is and i think it makes sense that whatever you put into your body is going to have an effect on how you behave there's a lot out there and a lot of speculation about how foods can affect the way that children behave but in terms of the, the actual of solid research that we have a lot of it centers around the behavioral problems that you can have so things like ADHD attention deficit disorder and we know that already you know you've mentioned yourself about e-numbers mm -hmm. and we know that things that contain e-numbers and colorings and preservatives they can cause these problems or make these problems worse but also actually some other things that we maybe wouldn't traditionally think were such a bad thing so for example having a diet very high in sugar mm -hmm. so when you're giving a child a big spike in sugar with whatever you're giving them that can cause you know a big surge in energy they don't know what to do with it and then you end up with the behavioral problems becoming worse okay so that's something to watch out for and caffeine can have a similar effect as well so in children obviously but also in teenagers when they've got lots of emotions and mm -hmm. you know are perhaps acting out in different ways and they're having their sort of energy drinks or whatever that can actually make that worse because they don't know what to do with this extra energy that they're they're that ending they're up with and it can make them bad tempered and things as well so so it's really it is a good idea to be reading labels Absolutely. and things like that and seeing what's going into so I would imagine what would make sense to me is obviously the less on the ingredient list the better Absolutely. Um, and in terms of uh, especially when we're talking about teenagers and stuff obviously I know from my own experience mm -hmm. they do like their junk food sure, a little sure. bit but um, something when, when you and I were chatting a bit earlier that we touched on is the idea of starting early with yes, your kids. absolutely. So if you can tell me a bit yep. more what you think about that. So I think as you say yourself with um, teenagers by that point they're making their own choices and they're often choosing you know the junk food, the things that other people are eating as yeah. well and, and the things that are, that are looking good. So really if we get um, our, our children have uh, developing good habits much younger mm -hmm. then by the time they get to their teenage years and they're asserting their independence and doing their own thing a little bit more then it's already going to beco become a natural thing to them to choose the healthier options yeah, so really the key is when they're when they're babies even, when they're toddlers, when they're younger kids, and we've got a bit more control over what they're eating, mm -hmm. to give them the healthy options all the way through the day and turn that into a habit so that it's almost second nature to choose a piece of fruit, some mm -hmm. vegetable sticks, nuts, seeds, for a snack as opposed to something a, a bit crisps yeah, and a can of fizz. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really good to me sometimes. <laughs> um, so let's let's just look at the early years and mm -hmm. when our kids are young and stuff like that yeah. and when it's it's really us that's in charge of what's going in. Uh -huh. um, what would you think is a good time to start introducing certain sort of healthy foods and stuff like that? What 
what do you think we should be looking at? Sure. So, so I think actually the important thing is that it's never too early. Okay. So, um, with the caveat, obviously, that um, the current advice is not to wean before four to six months. Okay. So the first few months milk is all that they need and okay. we know that breastfeeding is the best thing to do at that stage okay. but then thereafter I sorry can I stop you for uh-huh. just a second then uh-huh. we're talking about breastfeeding so yeah. presumably it's quite important what the mother who's breastfeeding is also ingesting yeah. at yeah. that point so so I would say I think we, we talked about this mm-hmm. earlier as well that the, the mainstream advice is that a midwife will tell you that what you eat isn't going to have a huge impact on your breast milk because the breast milk will extract all the nutrients it needs from you anyway yeah. anecdotally I feel that I think there, there must be an element of you know the foods that we eat having an impact on the taste and the quality of that milk okay and so you know I, I wonder if what a breastfeeding mother is eating or drinking is affecting the, how that's affecting the palate mm-hmm. of her um, child and I think when, you, when we think about it if you're having lots of chocolates and sugary foods and then you want to try and feed your child the opposite yes of course you can imagine that it might be a bit more difficult yes. if you know they've been tasting some really sweet milk and suddenly um, you want to give them something very different yeah and of course and I think from remembering back from my own they always said don't give them like the fruit and stuff first start, yes start weaning yeah. with, with veg and, so. and, and, and I guess just trying to sort of really make things at home wherever possible when we're weaning so there's a lot of good weaning advice out there now mm-hmm. which says you know trying to make everything at home wherever possible jars packets these sorts of things they've lost uh, most of their nutrients by the time they're in those jars even if it is okay. fruit or veg you've lost most of it by the processing that that's gone through okay but popping some carrots into a steamer and then pureeing them or even just popping them into a steamer and handing some carrot sticks over that are a bit softer to yes. a six months old they'll love it I mean it'll be really messy yes but that's part of their exploration of yeah. that food and if you start off with these sorts of things and you're starting these habits really early mm-hmm. um, and then just continuing that on because I think although we, we can be very good at weaning and we know that it should be fruits and vegetables and good grains and things as soon as they start to get a bit older and they're going to sort of soft get a bit lazy yeah or, or I think it's the, the society norm as soon as yeah. they're going to soft plays or parties or going out play and about, and stuff yeah, yeah and then suddenly it's you know chocolates and crisps and ice creams and these sorts of things but actually there's lots of other things that we could try for snacks that are much healthier mm-hmm. which perhaps do take a bit more effort mm-hmm. but once you're in the way of it it's it becomes second nature yourself as well just to pack carrot sticks and a packet of nuts or or fruit or whatever yeah absolutely as opposed to a packet of crisps and a piece of chocolate and when you start those good habits then they continue on it's much easier to continue that on than to tell a teenager yeah that actually I don't want you having chocolate anymore even though you've been having it for all these years exactly okay Um, so and and in terms of you know under our umbrella of mindful parenting uh-huh. I think um, we've touched on in some of the shows in the past about how important it is to be confident as a parent in yourself yep. um, and to feel sure about what you're doing because that does translate to your child sure. um, I, I think something I probably come across when my kids are weird as well probably other people come across just now is when you're having things like play, di- play dates and mm-hmm. parties and things like that and you have quite a mindful approach to mm-hmm. what you're feeding your child um, that can be quite tricky I think especially when other kids around yours are maybe having those kinds of things that you might be trying to avoid what would you say to that so so I think that is one of the biggest challenges actually because you don't want to isolate your child Mm -hmm. or ostracize them and make them think that they're not allowed things that everybody else is allowed Mm -hmm. having said that actually as Muslims in in this society we already do that to a certain extent so there are things that you know our children are are not allowed to do which Mm -hmm. you know other children are allowed and 
I think when it comes to food, mm-hmm. we can have that approach to a certain extent as well, that just explaining to our children, this is the reason why I'm not, we're, we're not going to make these choices because they're not very good for us. If we eat these other things, they're much better for us. So having that dialogue, and actually children understand a lot more than we give them credit for. True. So if we are sitting there and actually explaining why we're making the choices that we are, I think they can get on board with that a lot more than just a, you know, you can't have this yes. and you must have that. And the other thing I think just to say with, with regards to that is mm-hmm. I think it's um, balance is really important. Yep. So um, I, d- I don't believe in sort of cutting anything out of a child's diet, really. Um, okay. Most things are good in moderation. So even the odd, you know, piece of, if you like, junk food, so chocolates, ice creams, at a party or something, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but it is about moderation and about balance. And in our society, it's become normal to have these things every day, but actually there's very little nutritional value to them. And so if they're, if we're having them the odd time, I think that's absolutely fine. That's fine, yeah, yeah, because obviously there's much talk in the media and people are doing their own reading online and stuff mm-hmm. about sugar. Yeah. And how, you know, how that's really, not, and most people know, like too much of that really isn't good for you. So yeah. you're really looking to try and limit... So do the artificial type sugars, because sometimes yep. you can find sugar in fruit and yeah. various other things. So you would rather encourage that than Absolutely. the chocolate bar. Yeah. So the, I, th- I think the important thing is that the media love to have uh, a baddie or a villain. Yes. And at the moment, unfortunately, sugar is, sugar. is, the, is the villain okay. of, the, of the piece. But sugar in itself isn't bad for us, right. but it's just about finding the right sugars and not having too much of it in our diets. Okay. So the right sugars are sugars that are in things that are unnatural, so things like fruits, vegetables, um, actually milk, dairy products also have sugar, sure. but they are naturally occurring sugars, whereas when we're picking up a chocolate bar or an ice cream that's artificial, it's been processed, there's not a huge amount of nutritional value mm-hmm. to those things, and so that's when the sugar's not so good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think with even with the sugar, it's about balance, so having a little bit of sugar isn't a bad, bad thing, thing, but having a diet based massively on sugar of is course. not so great, it's and particularly, I think, because there are a lot of our community are, are South Asian origin, mm-hmm. and diabetes is a big, big yes. problem, mm-hmm. and increasingly we're finding that diabetes is a problem not just with sugar, but with how we metabolise carbohydrate. So trying to get away from that sort of diet based on sugars, not just the classic sugars of chocolates and things, but breads, pastas, potatoes, because these all get broken down into sugar in our body, and trying to go for a, a diet that's more based on healthy fats, healthy proteins, and keeping the fruits and vegetables in there as well. So a real balance. So it Absolutely. really is completely about being mindful, if you like, about yeah. uh, you know, and being educated in yourself. Uh-huh. So obviously, then you can you can teach your children all these good habits um now one thing that that's come up and and again in the media and stuff and from reading that that i was i've been doing um about oily fish yeah uh-huh uh, and certainly my mom was always going on about feed your kids oily fish and stuff yeah. very good for intelligence is that something that you would agree with yes so um oily fish is a very good source of omega-3 fatty acids okay so like as i was just mentioning healthy fats yep. so oily fish is a great way of getting some healthy fats into your diet and we know that they're good for you for lots of different reasons so they're good for your heart health but also they're good for your brain and obviously children have developing brains Mm -hmm. so if we can get those omega-3s in there they're going to help with that brain development so Um, even taking it in a supplement is a good idea well, so the so the best way of having anything is through the natural food okay. source because not if we're if you're having a piece of salmon, not only are you getting the omega three, you're also getting a good chunk of protein, protein and a few other vitamins and minerals thrown in there as well. So you're getting 
sort of a really good balance, balance. of nutrients. Okay. But I would say, you know, if that's difficult, then omega-3 supplements is a good option. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would mention, I think we discussed before, was that... Um, the, state, the data shows that people that take vitamin supplements tend mm-hmm. to, on a whole, have worse outcomes than people that don't take that them. That is really interesting yeah. to me. It's not something you'd expect no. in the slightest. And it may perhaps be because those people who choose to take vitamin supplements are, are already a bit more unhealthy for whatever reason, and that's why they're trying to better their health, and that's why they end up with worse outcomes. But that's what the data shows, and it's hard to explain that away. So what I would say is, for myself, I think what that means is that we should try and get as many vitamins and minerals from our diet as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes we do supplement with things where we need to. Yeah, and I suppose your body is a really good indicator of what you need. And I don't know how much of this is actually rooted in fact, but and you know, advice is generally passed down from mother to grandmother or whatever uh-huh. whatever it says that certain things. If you're craving certain things, uh-huh, uh-huh. then it's generally because your body needs that. Would you say that's quite rooted in medical yeah. fact? Well, well, I would say I think that's an, an area where medicine's a bit behind actually. Okay. So um, there are some instances. So for example, there's something quite an interesting phenomenon called pica, which is where it happens either children or pregnant women, and what happens is that if they have an iron deficiency they have this urge to eat really bizarre things okay so it's like yes. plaster or cardboard so really odd, <laughs> odd things, things that are not foodstuffs and the, the the thinking behind it is that if you have an iron deficiency your body craves these things because it's trying to increase your iron and that's, that's what so it comes interesting. from yeah so th- so there's clearly some medical basis yeah. for the fact that your body tells you when you need something beyond that medicine hasn't got much further okay. but i would say it's definitely an area where our bodies do tell us so when you're feeling tired and washed out it's perhaps because the diet hasn't been so good over the last little while Mm -hmm. Um, you know when our skin's not so good maybe there needs to be a bit more vitamin E and a bit more healthy fats in the diet Mm -hmm. so definitely our body does tell us when when we're not getting the balance quite right and Mm -hmm. not having those real foods in there that we need to be okay Um, now something I want to touch on also in in terms of the etiquettes of eating and Mm -hmm. having set times for food Mm -hmm. Um, clearly when when your child is little and I don't mean when you're when you're breastfeeding or just having milk only but when you start to wean and as again toddlers and whatever uh-huh. middle school years is it a good idea to have set times for meals absolutely so i think one of the most important things is to have a family uh, meal time okay. although it can be very difficult with children at different ages yep. and different stages but that family meal time means it really encourages mindful eating so okay. we're talking about mindful parenting yes. but that that idea that you're actually sitting at a table and there's no social media there's no phones ipads tvs books yeah books (laughs) but you're actually sitting speaking to the family and looking at what you're putting on your plate and and enjoying it and and taking your time over it is there research that shows that kids will generally eat more or better I think the research is more that they would eat better so there's there's definite research that shows that if you're making healthy food choices in front of your child Mm -hmm. then they're much more likely to follow and and also make those choices whereas if you're handing your child a plate of healthy food and telling them to eat it but not having it yourself Mm -hmm. even though you might be having it later Mm -hmm. they're much less likely to 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 try it because they haven't seen you have it and the other issue is that if they're sitting in front of the tv they're probably not really looking at what they're eating correct and portion sizes comes into play there that um, they're not then eating until they're full they're just eating mindlessly because they're watching something and they just keep eating until the plate's empty and that it's probably a big contributor to the fact that we have a big problem with obesity, obesity now. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay. Um, in, in terms then, you know, and I, I'm sure a lot of 
people would sympathize with the idea of the school lunch and packing a school yeah. lunch is just the bane of lots of parents yeah. lives I think what would you think is a good idea to be putting in those so I think traditionally it was always sort of crisps, chocolates, yes. and a sandwich. When we were younger. Yeah, yeah a little so, yeah. juice box. But I think actually now there's lots and lots of different options for what we can what we can give our children. So we've also already mentioned fruit, and fruit's a great um, option for, for snacks and for popping into the lunchbox. Yeah. There's massive variety actually of lots of different things you can try over the year. Vegetables, so things like um, carrot sticks, monge to um, bits and pieces, sweet corn even, things yeah. like that that the kids can pick at. Um, nuts and seeds are a good one okay. because they're high, f- full of energy, full of healthy fats. So when they're running around, that's something that, that can be really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and cheese is another good one. So okay. you can get little blocks, little packets of cheese. Yep. So these are all things that are healthy and you're staying away from the processed foods that aren't, aren't so good. And actually a, a principle that I think is useful whenever you're choosing any of your children's meals or snacks and with your packed lunch as well is to try and and uh, eat the rainbow so okay. to really try and pick lots of different colors of fruits and vegetables and foods and they can really get on board with that they can go shopping and with you and, and choose all the different colors because we know that if you're eating lots of different colors if you're getting some you know purple cabbage some leafy green veg some you know oranges if you're getting all your colors then most likely you're getting all the nutrients that you need as well mm-hmm. um, and it's a good way of getting your children on board because we can we can go out to the supermarket or we can cook and say right well what colors are we going to use here mm-hmm. and they can that becomes much more interesting in yeah, a, yeah more yeah. likely to eat yeah, the food i know because i have one who has food allergies and right. uh, he's not very fussy but you know it's a shame because he can't eat everything but certainly when he goes to cubs and scouts and mm-hmm. sometimes they have cooking nights and stuff and it's a bit of a competition uh-huh. that kind of thing um he came back and said to me he'd eaten i don't know it was like a whole bunch of different veg that they'd cooked in a tomato sauce and had it with pasta and stuff and it was it was like something that he would never have eaten at home if I had just put it down in front of him Uh but he was like oh it was really good because I guess they had done it from scratch themselves and it was great and it was a good reminder to me to be more mindful and actually involve him I involve my kids a little bit more in in what they're doing in the house and in terms of um we have to talk about the cakes and the baking and that kind of thing and and all kids like cakes Uh because I know a little bit of that obviously it seems common sense to me it's better if you can make your own Mm -hmm. Mm because obviously it's going to have less preservatives and stuff like that in it would you agree that it's okay to be giving them that and involve them in that too well so I think exactly as you say so Mm. a home-baked cake is going to be better for you than a shop-bought cake because it doesn't have preservatives Mm -hmm. in it Um, it's got all natural ingredients so we're really wanting to focus on foods that contain natural ingredients and are as close to their natural form as possible so cakes are still going to have a significant amount of sugar so I think it's something that as a treat or as a you know every so often Mm -hmm. it's great and when you are doing it if you're getting your kids involved and doing it together and and doing it at home that's much better than buying things you know from the supermarket so I find kids like to probably bake a wee bit more than they do to cook sometimes I know yeah. I find with my teenager and she likes to bake on her own uh-huh. now which is great and I think it's just because it's a fun thing uh-huh. I think for them to do yeah. once they get and to they stage get, they get something nice out of it at the yes, end as well so that's, yeah. <laughs> but even I think just with the baking I think um, trying to be a bit more creative with the baking and kids actually love that kind of thing so um, they don't perhaps sound the most appetising but I made quinoa and blueberry muffins recently uh-huh. and actually they were quite nice so okay. trying to put things together that are healthy but yeah. still baking 
another one that um, I've tried on my brothers <laughs> was sweet potato brownies. Okay. Um, so Never heard of that. That <laughs> sounds cool. I like sweet potato. But so you would probably quite yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds good. So, so, so it's trying to use good ingredients and still still getting them to bake, still having something at the end that looks quite nice and is yeah. tasting, but using better ingredients, ingredients so that it's not quite as bad for you. Um, so, they, I mean, they're brownies, so, but rather than using the kind of standard chocolates, what we used was raw cacao powder, which is full of antioxidants. Yes. So you're getting lots of And these days, I think it's much easier to look for these kind of alternative products because it is quite quite everybody knows about you know there's yeah. good, lots of health food shops and stuff and even regular supermarkets I would think mm-hmm. is starting to stop these kinds of flowers and things mm-hmm. like that um, w- one thing um, that that stuck in my mind when we were talking about you know healthy eating and starting off the day right and everything and something that has always been said to me and other people might might um, identify as well as that breakfast is your most important meal of the day uh-huh. would uh-huh. you still agree with that so I think it's it's a hard one because more recently the media uh, started reporting on some more detail that said that actually not having breakfast is good for you. So you, you don't know whether you're coming or going after the generation yeah. of being told it's the most important meal of the day to suddenly actually an extended fast is good for you. Okay. And I think what I would say with regards to all of that is that no size fits all. Okay. So to a certain extent we do have to listen to our own bodies and you know some people prefer to eat all the way all the way throughout the day and okay. that suits them. Grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And some will have, you know, set meals and perhaps not have a have a breakfast first mm-hmm. thing in the morning, but are fine with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's just about listening to your body and, and doing what works for you, but not doing anything silly. So a lot of the reason why people would say would advocate having a breakfast is because if you don't have a breakfast, you get that slump in your blood sugar levels mid morning, and then you'll reach you eat for junk. Yeah, so whatever's going, yeah, because you just need to up that sugar level. So if you're not having breakfast but not doing that and mid-morning having something healthy then, then it's great. fine yeah. so just basically pay attention to, to what you're to eating what you're so it eating. comes back again just to being be mindful, mindful. Yeah. yeah absolutely and in terms of going forward um Farah I think you had mentioned to me there were some good websites or something people yeah. could go and look at so as we're talking mainly about children today there's a very good website that talks about good options for um, foods for children portion sizes and also how to deal you know how best to manage fussy eaters toddlers who are maybe not not enjoying their food so much and that is a www.infantandtoddlerforum.org okay so that's that's a really good website for kids in particular and actually another one that's that's quite a new website and it's focused very much on real foods and and changing the balance of our plate is phcuk.org okay and that's a public health website and it gives you lots of useful information leaflets about what we should be trying to get into our diet fantastic well thanks so much for that um it's been really interesting and a pleasure speaking with you today hopefully people listening in will will be able to take quite a bit from that so thank you for having me like